Welcome to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. Prepare your heart for laughter and tears as we share the unpolished stories of the homeless and hurting, hope and transformation. Here is your host, Director of the Union Gospel Mission, Pastor Tim Lane. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us today. You know what? In a world that just seems upside down and out of place sometimes, I've got Bob LaRocco on the show. And Bob LaRocco is a man that had gone through our program. And as I I pointed out last week to all of you, just to refresh things, Bob LaRocco, we always think that everybody who comes to the mission is either out of prison or off the street, that they never had any money or they've always been on drugs. And the reality is that many of the people that come do fit that kind of uh, that kind of uh, place, but not everybody. And Bob LaRocco is one of those guys that doesn't fit into that category. Did he have a problem drinking and chasing women and doing all the things that we are naturally prone to do, it seems like? Yeah, he did all those things. And did he need help? Yes. But here's the thing that I don't think we always think about. We think that if we see them in a tent or we see them on the sidewalk, that that's that the problem is unique to them. Well, it may be unique to that individual, but the problem of sin is what causes our problems. Our separation from God is what causes us to be in the condition we are. That's why we try to fill things up. We talked last week a little bit about you're empty and you, you're, you're craving something, and all these things are meant to point you towards Jesus Christ points you to the Father, to the Son, to the Holy Spirit, one God, who is unchangeable. The word is immutable, but he is unchangeable and has not changed. Listen, there wasn't one God in the Old Testament and another God in the New Testament. There's just one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And so our problem is that we have violated his rule. We have violated him. And so because we are his creation— and we have walked away, the only thing that's going to bring us restoration is the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross. And when we believe, and that's what the Bible says, that he died for all who will believe. And so Bob LaRocco, sitting here in front of me, is not one of the guys that you ever saw out on the street or in a tent. He's a finished carpenter. He has had good jobs, made a lot of money, And guess what? If you're in a penthouse somewhere and you're the CEO of a great corporation and you are living a life filled with self and selfishness and you don't care about God, guess what? You are in just as much trouble as that person out on the tent that's smoking a joint or doing drugs or drinking themselves into oblivion. And so... We can't think because we have a middle-class lifestyle. I'm okay. I go to church on, on Christmas and on Easter, and maybe sometime if somebody's getting married or baptized, I go, and I have a Bible at home. I very seldom ever pick it up, but oh, okay, I'm, I'm good. Well, you're not good because I'm going to tell you a, a horrible little secret. Religion cannot save you. You can, 
Let's say that you do decide, I'm going to go to church every single Sunday. Well, that's wonderful. But sitting in a pew in a church doesn't make you a Christian. You can do that until the cows come home. It will not save you. I was just talking to somebody that I care about a lot and explained to them that, listen, your religion, if it isn't a relationship with Christ, is dead. And it doesn't matter how many good things you do. The reality is that you're dead in your sins and transgressions. Now, when you come to Christ, doesn't mean everything becomes, like Bob said last week, roses, and everything is fine. No, as a matter of fact, sometimes you come to Christ, things get a little worse because now you get rejected by friends. Maybe you don't get you don't have that job because the guy doesn't like Christians. Somebody thinks you're now uh, one of those born again people. Well, praise God, I, I I pray that you're one of those born again people. So, Bob. Tell me a little bit about, before you came to the mission, what did you do for a living? Well, I was finished carpenter for several contractors uh, here in Sacramento. Uh, started in Southern California, Simi Valley. Hmm. Um, that's where I got my chop, so to speak. Uh, started working in a shop, um, just uh, doing exterior frames, basic, just basic carpentry work. Um, cutting shelf and pole for closets, things of that nature, just sure. cutting and chopping and stacking and delivering, even working a forklift. And then I graduated to going out on the field and finishing off the work that I actually cut in the shop. And then we would package it up, put it on a flatbed, and then you graduate up to uh, you know a journeyman and do the field work and actually shoot that stuff up on tracks, track houses and such. And then... I started just graduating, or I graduated from that and doing my own little thing and learning from other guys that I worked with, contractors I worked with, and pretty soon I was doing custom jobs and custom work and so on and so forth. But, um, yeah, I've been doing it good 20-plus years now. Well, and see, there's the key. You did all those things, but were you walking in faith? No, I, I, I would. I was not. Uh, like I said, I was brought up in Catholic school and went to Catholic school seven years, eight years. Um, I was never really Catholics. Like you said, it's a really, it's a religion. It's all about your good behavior and this and that. You don't really know God. The Catholics don't even let you open up a Bible without a priest involved. You can't just open up a Bible on your own and, and read from the Bible. And I, I was never taught that when I was brought up as a Catholic. Um, going to the mission for the time that I went, I was taught, you can open the Bible up anytime you want and talk to God. He's there for you. And I, you know, going to, like, I go into the mission, I got, became so much closer to God than I ever was in my life. Um, yeah, yeah, because the whole idea is that, <clears throat> that, it's not just a matter of drawing closer to God. He said that if you draw close to him, he will draw close to you. But the bottom line is you have to start with a relationship. Only a person in a relationship can grow closer to the individual. That It would be the same thing in a marriage. If you're married, you can work on that marriage to grow closer. If you're strangers, there's nothing to build on. 
And so we first have to, we have to know God. And so that only comes when God draws us and we hear his voice, we are made alive, and we realize that this is the truth, right? Absolutely. So you believe in your heart, you accept with your mouth you, that Jesus is Lord, and what's the Bible say? You it's, will be saved. You will be saved. You have to have faith, the faith you believe. And, and, that, and that's all he wants you to do. He wants you to believe in him. And then the transformation starts to take place, right? Yes, yes, it does. And that's the key. You can't, you know, a lot of people tell me that. Well, I just need to clean up my act before I come to God. No, no. Does that work, Bob? No, it does not. It works for a certain amount of time. Sure. And then you're just back to square one again. Sure. We can try to clean up our act, but if we don't, you know, you clean up the outside, but if the inside isn't clean, it's just going to come through to the surface, right? Right, and why, and why are you cleaning your act up for? You're, you know, you get, you got to just just to clean up your act. You got to you got to have some depth into that. Why you're doing this? I I need to have. Why am I doing this? I want to grow closer to God. You got to have that, not just to clean up, just to present yourself and look better amongst other people. You want to you want to clean up because you want to be closer with your Creator. Yeah, and the bottom line is that when we come to Christ, truly come to Christ, then what happens is he instills in us a desire to walk closer. And so you say to yourself, okay, well, if I come to Christ, i got to give up this, this, and this. No, that's not what the Bible says. What it does say, though, is if you are walking in Christ, then those things will grow very fast very dim to you. You you are not going to want to do the same thing. You won't you need before. to want to do them. You don't want to do them. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I can relate to Bob because many of you know, I, I think many of you know, I was not always a preacher. I was not always a director. As a matter of fact, uh, I was a commercial air conditioning guy, went through the whole four years thing and, and did all those things. And Frankly, I made pretty good money doing it. Uh, in 1996, when I left the trade, I was charging $65 an hour in 1996. So I'm just, and I'm not saying that as a bragging thing, because you know what? The the trade was good to me and all those kind of things, but you know what? There was no fulfillment in the trade outside of money and the things that you could do with money. In the faith, walking with Christ, knowing that you are saved eternally. I mean, when I came to Christ, you know what? My wife was, I was 28. I was older than most people do when they come. She was 26. I wish I could tell you that I came to Christ. Everything was great. I never did anything bad again. Well, that wasn't the case. Uh, We'll talk about that on another time. (laughs) But The whole idea that what Bob and I are talking about is transformation. So, Bob, yeah, can you just can you just kind of dabble in Christianity? Um, As far as how my life is now, or yeah, what I'm saying is, does it does it work for a person who just says, "Well, I'm going to start doing the Christian thing because I want a little, I want to get a little better." Mm -hmm. That's a works thing. Yeah. No, you. Um, this is what I do, and how I got closer. 
with God the Father. I would start my, start my day off before I even get out of bed, and I thank him and I praise him. I thank him for the beautiful day that I'm about to have. I thank him for waking Amen. up. I thank him for waking up in the morning. Yeah, sober too. Huh? Sober, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you and you start your day off from point one. That's how, and you and you check in. You know, you check in, say hello. Uh, yeah, you know, Amen. he he wants to hear from you. He wants to hear from you as much as possible. He's he's. You're his creation. He wants to hear from you as much as he can. And that's, and that's what I start with. And then you start getting into, find a church, become a member, and you just get involved and you start to, you start to live Christ-like. You start to live as God wanted you to live. Do you remember the moment that you stepped from death to life, the moment that you actually came to Christ? Yeah, I, w- I want to say it was in grade school, uh, going through Catholic school. I, mm-hmm. It was, I think, it was my first communion, and I, re- I did. Uh, it's because it, it was so far. <laughs> I, I just remember feeling a, an absolute peace, and I knew that there was something, someone else. I just knew it, and I could feel it. Did you, when you came to the mission, do you remember the time that you said, this stuff is true? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was with uh, a a friend of mine that actually went into the program before I did, and he kind of stood at the gate and said, see that guy there? That's Rudolph. That's the guy you want to talk to to get inside (laughs) here. And his name was Michael. Hi, Michael. And he said, get in here, Bob, and don't. And he kind of just said, it's good in here. Come on. And he goes, even if you don't like it, it's still good. It's about God. You, yeah, can't, yeah. you can't lose. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what started me. And then, I, and then my first maybe month in the mission, I started to realize, and it really started to sink in what, this, what it was all about, what it's truly all about. Um, and, but the, what I'm trying to say is to have – the support and the people that are trying are doing the same thing you're doing, and the and people that truly believe, it's good to have them around you, and that helps you even more. And that's it, my first two three months. It's just really it started to sink in, and I really started to understand what it's like to be a Christian. Yeah, I I completely I'm on board with you on all that. I guess one of the things that people often ask is, now you have this this newfound desire to serve God, and you realize that the Word of God is being preached and taught at the mission, but is it easy to live with 23 other guys? No, it's not. It's hard, because they're, they're going, some people are going through a harder time than you are. Um, it's, but at the same time, when it's hard, it helps you too, mm-hmm. because you realize how tough you, how much harder it can get. Because some of those guys you're in with are having it really tough, and so and some of the guys are having it easier than you. It's really you know you see it all, so you really appreciate it. That's how you start to learn about yourself even more and about a relationship you're going, and. In, in trying to be with God, you're you're looking through all these men that you're with, 
and they're trying to get a relationship too. Some of them wanted of them. It was some of them want it, and some of them just don't right. want it. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, I've seen in a lot of the guys who graduate our program, and that they go on and and they live Christ-like lives. I mean, we all have our moments that we stumble and bumble and all those kind of things. Sure. But in your heart of hearts, do you remember a time that you said to yourself or maybe the thought crossed your mind that I really want to help other guys in this program to understand? I really want to be, you know, Christ-like to them? Yeah, because a few of the guys that I grew, not grew, but I, that I'd grown had relationships with in the program, they turned away and fell out mm-hmm. and they went back to their old lives. And it really just, it pulls on your heartstrings. Um, so you, so in return, you see that and you want to help the, the, the next guy that's on your side or you're sharing a bunk with and you want to help him out. Mm-hmm. And that's, and that's, and it, that really touches your heart, especially when, that guy that you're trying to help out is taking your words and 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 is serious about what you're saying and he's and you see it in him that it's he's actually trying to and that and when I was starting to do that in the mission, you, that's when it really you could feel it. You could just just feel it. Yep, that's what I'm getting to. I've noticed that many of the people who come through the program and, and continue to walk are also impressed with that very same feeling. Like, I have found this wonderful thing, and now I want you to have this wonderful thing too. Absolutely. The old saying, and I'm not the first to ever use it, and I've used it many times over the years, is that all I am is a beggar who has found bread telling other beggars where to find it. Yeah. You know... uh, I'm not all that in a bag of chips, as the guys like to say, right? Mm. But here's the thing. I want you to know about Jesus Christ. I want you not to walk into eternity Christless. I want you to know that redemption is there, and it's not incumbent on how good you are or smart you are. None of that is it. You're saved by grace through faith, and this not of yourself. It is a gift of God, lest any man should boast. Mm. And you said it earlier, God didn't need us. Mm. He doesn't need us now, but he wants us. Yeah, yeah. And that's the key. Yes. Right? Yes. Can you imagine? I'm wanted by someone. You are wanted by God. I mean, what a great thing that is, right, Bob? Absolutely. Especially, absolutely. And he wants you just the way you are. And he just wants to be with you, and he wants to talk to you, and he wants to love you. Oh, you know. Well, he does love you. He just wants you to know that he loves you, and he he always will and always does. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's all kinds of addictions we talk about out there. There's drugs and alcohol and sexual addictions. And I've always told everybody when they say, Pastor, did you ever have an addiction? And the answer is, yeah, I was addicted to stupid. I ran away from God (laughs) for a very long time. Don't misunderstand. I did the drinking and those other things too, but unlike so many, I was never out on the street. I always had a good job. I did those things. But again, that didn't make me any more saved 
than the guy sitting in a tent out on the sidewalk at the Union Gospel Mission, right? Absolutely. And so uh, I thank God every day that he has decided to take me from, you know, you can, you, when I say the mess that I was, you might look at me back then and say, mess? You know, you drive a service truck, you have a business, you're doing this, you've got a house, you've got a family. Hmm, how's there a mess? Hmm. The mess is if you're not in Christ Jesus, you're a mess. Yes. And, and you're just yeah. waiting to make that mess real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're just, you're a, you're, a, you're a blink away from the streets. Oh, and, and yeah, and you know, it's not a matter of people say, well, we're just one paycheck away. No, we, it's not a matter of being one paycheck away. It's being one refusal mm. of God away from disaster in your life. Mm-hmm. You, you don't have to be out on the street to be just as messed up as they are. Yeah. You think in Hollywood those people are all happy? Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, you just I just had a good work ethic. Yeah. No, and that's it. I did too. I was always there, always showed up. I I was honest to the people that that you know, I had I had a large department store chain that I did the air conditioning. They were my biggest account. I had them all over, Sacramento, Stockton, all over the place, and I never cheated them. That didn't make me a saved person. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, the rest of my life, thought processes, doing what you want to do, all mm-hmm. those tell me that, hey, if you want to claim the name of Christ, where's the fruit in your life, mm-hmm. right? Right, absolutely. So, Bob, you you may have less now than you have before, right? I mean, you right now you're, you don't have the money and the all the other things you had. But I, 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 I tell you what, Pastor Tim, I, re, I, I don't miss it. Um, that all, all those things can be had again. Yeah. But I, I, don't, I really don't miss them. I, I, am, I am content and happy, and I'm probably the happiest I've been in for, I can't remember, no. really. <laughs> I can't remember. I really can't. I know exactly what you're saying, and the reality is that only a Christian can have true joy. You can be happy at times, but you know what? The joy, the peace that goes beyond all understanding is that even with the tears rolling down your face on the most crushing moment of your life, you can still have the peace and the love and the joy that only Christ offers. We're down to one minute. Want to say goodbye to anybody? Kathleen Harrison, I love you. Mm-hmm. Tyler, I love you too. All the guys at the mission, I love you. All right. And you know what? Guys, there's no greater joy anybody can find than finding peace with God because if you're not walking with Christ, you are an enemy of God, even if you don't feel like it. But that can be rectified. So all you need to do is humble yourselves before God when he draws answer and repent and turn away. And you know what? It may not be easy, but you can do it. 
And so until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. listening to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. If your heart's been touched and you want to know more about the work of the mission, log on to UGMSAC.com, UGMSAC.com. To donate clothing, food, time, or financial help, call 916-447-3268, 916-447-3268. Thank you so much for listening. Join us again next week at the same time for Voices from the Street.